All right, well, welcome back to I've Seen You, episode three. This is going to be uh, a fun family affair. Uh, my co-host this week uh, is my lovely wife, Kimber. She's joining us for the first time sitting in. Hello. And down in uh, North Texas, I actually have both my parents. A surprise to have both my parents, uh, Paul and Bonnie Solenberger. How are you guys doing during uh, during this strange phase, this chaos? This is not something we've ever endured before, right? <laughs> Oh, never. Not in our lifetimes, anyway. Spending a lot of time at the house and trying to figure out ways to keep work going without leaving the house. So it's it's kind of new and different. Trying to make sure that the, the guys that do got to go to work, make sure that they're protected and understand all the different things they need to do to keep their hands clean and stay away from other trades. And, and we're in construction, so you know if you walk up to a job and there's too many guys in the house, they turn around and leave and they call and say, hey, what am I supposed to do? Get the builders to kick some people out. So we, we've been fortunate on our side. There's been quite a few builders who uh, have really jumped on board, especially following Dallas's lead as they start to enforce this. And they're actually sending notices out. They're putting sanitizer wash stations outside the door of the projects so that way the guys can at least try to follow the guidelines watching the maximum number of actual workers in the job at any given so it's really slowing progress down but at least they're able to try to keep people on schedule to a degree that's really interesting i i totally didn't think about the impact on uh construction i mean you get different crews easily you know more than four or five people in a place and often yeah within uh, that social distancing uh, guide space so that is an interesting aspect that i didn't think about yeah you're slowing down every job by spacing everybody out is uh is everyone cleared out of the office then give them uh, kind of free reign of the warehouse when they're around there well surprisingly for uh the company i work for the leadership continually says that everybody needs to be there their jobs are important they need to be inside the office and not really cutting people to slack uh allowing them to have time off to take care of their children that are now home and can't go to daycare or out of school and not letting them uh, work remotely but a week ago monday some of the sales team we were talking and decided there was too many people in this one building and so we were like we figured we should either start rotating days or just finding a way to work from home so most of us have moved to where we're working from home made those adjustments because we can log in through log me in anywhere as long as we have a connection so we can actually do that and then process everything have it printed out there have one guy in the office that can actually pull it but you know you got the two warehouse guys that pull parts you got two or three guys that work in the wood shop that are pretty much there most of the time we got the one guy that drives and does measures he's there pretty much full time and then the door company the iron company they've still got quite a few people inside but as far as the uh, inside the office our purchaser has been working from home golly I think now for three weeks because he actually got sick before all this came out some strain of the flu and uh, was told the owner didn't want him back for three weeks he said you just go home so now he's he's working full time from home but I, I think from what we've heard we're in for a little bit of uh, time here we're, we're expecting this to last till about June so we're trying to look a little bit more long term and set ourselves up where we can just work from home in a full-time basis until we hit June and see what happens then. How's that working uh, with you, Bonnie? Are you just... Are you done working for now? I am. Last week, um, I worked Monday through Thursday and Friday. I was going to have the day off because they could only have so many people in the building. And then I got a call Friday saying, oh, you're not going to work at all next week. You're not going to come in. I still get paid for 20 hours, which would have been my regular week. Yeah. Uh, which seems kind of weird because I'm used to being up early and I go until like noon and Monday wasn't Friday. I move on to another job and then I come home. So I'm home around 1.30, leaving at quarter till seven in the morning. So it feels really bizarre to not be here and, yeah. and not have something to do. Yeah. So uh, I'm supposed to get a call on our email on Thursday um, after there's a conference call at work with the managers to 
to say what's going to happen next um, for the stores. Yeah. So, well, uh, still aren't working over each other. Paul's commandeered the office in the bedroom. Like, this is thoroughly his space now. And the kid commandeered the home computer. So now that's his workspace. And I'm just like, okay, where can I hide in this 900 square foot house for five minutes for a long time or quiet time? But it's crazy yeah. how everyone's shifting to working from home. Oh, we're having to remind each other what day of the week it is. Oh, my gosh. It, oh, wait, it's Tuesday. It's trash day. It's or, trash oh, day. It's the yeah. end of the month, ladies and gentlemen. We yeah. are we're about to change months. Um, time is an illusion for sure when you're not leaving the bedroom. The, yeah, this is our third week home. Yeah, wow. Silas started Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, the week before thing, uh, spring break. And then uh, I shifted to working from home voluntarily at that time. And then less than a week later, it was, uh, yeah, the office is closed unless you absolutely have to be there. We're, we're re-familiarizing ourselves in a nice, cozy, you know, home space here together. Yeah, it's been, been weird. I mean, I went from basically being a stay-at-home mom and then earlier this year, I uh, started piling on the side projects and my cleaning business and whatnot. So the gym, I don't get to go back and work at the gym until April 30th, I think. The whole yeah. This whole next month, the gym's closed, which I'd been looking for like, oh, maybe we'll do, do some type of group activity. And it's like, no, everything is canceled. We yeah. can get a line and work out, you know, from behind our computer screen, or we can get ourselves motivated enough to get outside and go do something, which with Silas is the only option. These two snow days that we've had have been just the worst. Quarantine on top of snow day is no fun. <laughs> well, what are you guys doing to stay motivated? I think that's going to be my common thread uh, through these chats. What, what are you doing to stay active and, and to stay motivated, not just quarantined at home? <laughs> Well, we spent time over the last couple of years running with a little run club, uh, Lifetime Fitness, on Tuesday evenings and then on Saturday mornings. And it can be anywhere from four or five people upwards to 16, 18 runners all at the same time going out running together. Social distancing run. <laughs> well, well, with that all this stuff, before. that was before. So yeah. with, with all this, and of course, that was canceled. Everything's yeah. been canceled. So Starting last um, week or the week before, they a couple weeks canceled ago. the Tuesday run. Yeah. And so what one of the leaders there, Katie, sent out, a, I guess, email or text messages to everybody and, and she was saying like encouraging people to do different things because they were doing I don't know if it was Pilates or other different things on your own that you can do at home some stretching yeah. yoga but she said whatever you do if you get out and actually do run post it on the run site that way other runners will see that and it'll help encourage them to stay active as well so it's typically Tuesday Saturday but last Tuesday uh, we had another little uh, event going on we went actually did a little bike ride hadn't been on the bikes in a while so Bonnie and I did that together so then on Wednesday we ran and did a two mile run because we hadn't been running for a couple weeks yeah and then friday uh went out and did a three mile run and then sunday did a four mile run and then today for lunch we went out and did a five mile run nice. so, so we're, we're kind of getting our our running going back and to be able to hold it at about a 10 minute pace i think was pretty awesome you know comparing to where mom was a year ago and, and running and training for other things so so yeah the weather is turning beautiful on uh, monday it was rainy so we couldn't even go outside but mm -hmm. it was incredibly beautiful today blue skies as yeah. the clouds rolled out so we went out and Prettiest did blue did a, did a uh, five mile run today and it felt really good. The temperatures were just awesome. We are hoping that there's, they're going to be able to do the Plano Balloon Festival half marathon. Oh, in September. Yeah. I know, in September. Right. So we're hoping that, because we want to start training for September. So we're hoping that they will have that, they'll be able to have that run then. Yeah. I've been seeing my friend Brendan. He's been past, or posting his runs and he calls them social distancing runs and it looks like he's trying different paths, just posting them left and right. So it's nice to see that the running community doesn't seem hampered too much. 
Well, no, in Dallas, you have the Katy Trail. Oh, my gosh. I've been seeing like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, White Rock Lake. So on a weekend, what does everybody Yeah. Do? Well, and they so closed last weekend. popular hikes here. They did? Yeah. Uh, Chautauqua. Uh-huh. Yeah, the they... most hot spots. Uh, parking lots, for the most part, have been closed out. So that way, you really yeah. number of people that can get close. They turned off the amenities to the parks. So that way, you can't use the restroom or get a drink while you're there. Well, really? Dallas has been on TV most of the day trying to figure out how to do that. And they said they're not going to close the White Rock Trail because there's too many people that do use it. Mm -hmm. But they expect people not to congregate like they did last weekend and they expect to see more spacing. So they're actually bringing in all forms of different levels of law enforcement yeah. uh, to go out and to help encourage people to maintain distances. Yeah. But they also close all parking around White Rock Lake. Right. That helps. Yeah, yeah. so people can't pull up there with five cars and just hang out. Yeah. Well, well also, and then you've got to be motivated enough to walk to the lake if you want to walk around it. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to get there now. You got to look for ulterior uh, means of transportation, but it also helps reduce the number of people traveling in. They're they're encouraging don't leave the county. Uh, don't leave your neighborhood if you don't have to. I yeah, around here they're saying um, don't go to a park that you can't walk to. They want yeah. you going to your closest park, which I mean we have at least three in the neighborhood. So yeah, we walked by two of them today, just yeah. a little family walk. Finally, having some sunshine and vitamin D out there. Yes, but exactly. It's interesting. It, it, this this whole thing, our, our best habits and things, are, are contrary to what everyone goes. You know, land of the free. We have freedoms. You know, where we don't have an oppressive government that can tell us to stay home. Well, right now it's in our best interest to please uh, heed the warnings and yeah. stay home just to, to get past this, which that's, is something that we're not up. I think it comes down to not so much motivation to be active, but the discipline to be active yeah. responsibly right now. Yes. Yeah. Although each run we've done in, in getting longer and longer, going a little further to, and it's to parks we've run to before, is seeing the different people out there. And I mean, if you're on a six, seven, eight foot wide sidewalk crossing with somebody, they tend to stick to very one side. You're on the other side. If it's a regular, you know, residential sidewalk, yeah, you got, you know, we'll go out in the street or we'll go into the median, into the grass area somewhere. And it's, it's really neat to see the people that are paying attention. And, and I want to go back to what you commented about staying in your own neighborhoods. Your neighborhood's basically clean. And Nobody enters your neighborhood and y'all run or work or jog in your neighborhood. The odds of getting anybody sick is going to be very So I think that's really wise. People that are traveling, if somebody outside your bubble comes in and contaminates one, two, three, four, five people, that can turn into 50, 60 people within a day or two. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I mean, how how mobile, how transient, you know, our daily lives can be. And I, I'm 15 kilometers to the office by bike and, you know, I don't have to interact with that many people on an average day, but then it's the U.S guy that's driving up from Denver Airport um, you know it's the water guy that's driving over from uh, you know the uh, spring area you know we're, we're definitely not a nation set up for it I mean talking about certain states restricting travel or you know forcing a quarantine on people that came from a different state you know those those are things that you know were never envisioned for you know having these state lines it's yeah. it's incredible to see from Europe which has quite open borders for multiple countries and yet Denmark very early on fully closed their borders. If you got a whole mass of people, you don't want to freak put all them into uh, a real wild uproar. Okay, let's just figure it out day by day for a little bit, and maybe week by week. And I mean, mm -hmm. when Dallas first decided to to enforce what they were talking about doing, shelter in place, shelter in place, it was for one week, and I laughed at that. And now it's through the entire what April 30 or something like that. It's already been bumped out like a month. But I'm like, are you kidding me? They really think this will be gone in a week? They can't even get the people in control and play ball. It was funny listening to the news today when they were talking about 
well, we said shelter in place, but that's the wrong term because you can still go to the grocery store. And There's all this freedom. Store if you need to. So shelter in place is not really the right term to use. So I, I think it's good to cross. It's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, now, curious time. Honestly, nobody knows. You know, all we have is other yeah. countries that were ahead of us to look at, um, which we're now, you know, for better or worse, winning the race of uh, the fastest growth currently. After a while, it just comes down to prediction and graphs. And it's the old adage, plan for the worst and hope for the best. You know, yes, it would be a beautiful timeline to, to <laughs> be back, you know, out in public and everything sooner than later. Uh, let's let's not plan. Happen yeah. <laughs> let's let's just go ahead and jump on the social media trend and say, can you know, 2020 is canceled and just you know, everyone's hitting pause and resting for a moment. Um, it's incredible to see the satellite imagery of the big cities, how Oh, how much and, pollution's down. Yeah, it's incredible. It's so quickly, you know, you take out a lot of air traffic, you, you yes. a lot of commuters and people being out and about. Um, and it, I think it's a bit funny, you know, I, I, I'm happy that the bike industry is continuing, bike shops are seen as essential, but, you know, to see people shift from, okay, well, I can't drive my car now, but I need to go out my bike. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is, is that just a limiter to how far they're going? Or, you know, what's that direct mindset? Um, how many how many brand new cycling commuters are, are out there now uh, because of this, uh, you know, impasse, you know, the situation and that, you know, they can't go out in public groups. See the bikes out there, I'm happy to see shops doing really well. Um, just, you know, any businesses that can do well. Uh, you know, there's enough people that, that need that support that can't, you know, remote work from home still. Yeah, no, nothing to fall back on. Hey, we've, um, we've done a bit of cycling in this area. And of course, all the bike shops now are no longer doing the group rides. But at the same time, we noticed on Strava, there was uh, one of the local girls that rides around here. And she actually posted something about. Um, it was Sarah. Yeah, basically trying to ride alone and right. don't yeah. don't group up with me. Riding a solo social distancing ride. If I choose to ride solo, then don't give me a hard time. Right. Because I'm social distancing. This is what we're supposed to be doing. So invariably, there was. I mean, we we were actually passed by a group. They do a women's ride, I think, on a Thursday, Tuesday night or Thursday night. And Bonnie and I were out, and this group came up and went by us. I could tell as they went by, it was all women with one guy in the back. He runs SAG. They're they're all and I know where they ride the coffee place they ride from and i'm like hmm they either must know each other really really well maybe like live in the same house or they really shouldn't be doing that that's probably not real cool so just hearing this girl make that post i thought was very brilliant and, and smart and people should respect that and like people should be doing that that's the next thing and we, we all would like to have a date that we can feel comfortable i see the stuff going around hey when this is all over go to your local restaurants go to your local yeah, support stores. local for the rest of the year yeah help help those small businesses that you know we we pray you know make it through this period you know unfortunately we don't have that date we just kind of hope that you know the the event that we have in mind isn't going to be influenced uh sea otter went from april to october but thinking also Kona, Hawaii is in October. I'd imagine the island probably doesn't want a right. international, <laughs> you know, mix of four thousand employees and racers and support family members all descending upon a little island that uh, you, you only need one person who didn't know that they were still carrying it to then spread it right back out and be global instantly. You know, that's that's how these these big events work, especially something like a world championship. So. Seeing the postponed a year, you know, it, it is it is really making an impact uh, all all sorts. Uh, I saw the professional triathlete organization that the athletes had to be a part of, kind of like a governing body. They're finding ways to continue to support these pro triathletes who make their living racing and supporting their sponsors, and none of that's occurring now. They're 
they're sitting on the couch or sitting on a train or itching to get back to the start line. So, you know, we can all, all be thankful, you know, and look for those uh, those dates when we start to get back to normal and um, have those events that we, we can count on going again. You can add NABS to that list too. I mean, I was really looking forward to that. I know you got clients that you were going to meet there. So they've already booked it for August. And I'm, I'm not so sure at this point anyway, I'm not so sure that once this is quote unquote over, I don't think it's ever really going to be gone, but I think it's going to become a reality and manageable and people will understand. I mean, it's just like the common flu. They say that anywhere upwards of 15 to 45,000 people a year die from the common flu and it's not an epidemic and people don't freak out about it. This is new. It went worldwide. They were They were totally unprepared, had no way to in any way control it or to deal with it and still really don't. I mean, they're just using common sense trying to get people to protect themselves. I mean, you can't go to a doctor and get a pill for it. So I think until we reach that point, it is scary and it's going to be something that people are going to fear or or you're going to have those that are just going to blow it off and act like it's nothing, which is only going to cause a deep spreading. They, I heard today that they're expecting another spike in the fall. I heard the same thing through mm -hmm. another channel and uh, I, I think that's curious. I, I guess it's... Uh, during flu seasons you know who, who knows maybe the turn in the weather or you know it just maybe yeah. everyone wanting to go back to summer wanting to be past this that desires of, of getting back to the normalcy you know we waited out 90 days you know we, we all get to that limit and then get back out there okay enough people have either had it and they've come around or are feeling healthy and healthy-ish um, you know, the whole thing is flattening the curve that they talk about now, but I could see in the fall, you know, everyone kind of being a little too comfortable, perhaps, and getting back to our normal lives, you know, September, October, thinking we can have professional sports, you know, imagine a football game at Cowboy Stadium getting oh, man. delayed, canceled, postponed. They're going to see if they can move mountains, you know, there's enough people that want to go to that, but look at all the other sports that are canceled. F1 got canceled for uh, motorsport. I mean, that's a huge traveling circus and a big deal that it takes a lot of planning. So. So, um, yeah, you know, ho hopefully that's not true, but I have heard that uh, they're anticipating a spike and it's not like we're going to eradicate the germ in, in one cycle or two cycles. You know, this virus is now part of humanity. Yes. We, we will learn how to manage and how to cope. And uh, I'm sure science and, uh, and the lab coats that be will uh, will find something to, to help people manage it as best they can. But it's certainly, you know, it's not, not just going to go away. So, you know, perhaps we get to go back to school and offices in, uh, in May. I, I would be surprised if mass gatherings and uh, elective events are, are brought back, uh, you know, before, uh, before June, not you know, July or later. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's, it's going to be a different world for a little while. Yeah. But this spring was supposed to be the worst, the height of the flu season. And I don't hear anybody talking about the flu at all, which is really odd because they were saying all the flu shots would have worn off by now. They'd be so low, more people would be susceptible to getting the flu. So I'm, I'm really surprised that this has taken up so much attention. Nobody has paid attention that we're just coming out of what's supposed to be the worst flu season in a long time. I'm curious how history will look back on the period if, if the hospitals are able to track and document. Uh, you know, perhaps it's getting blended in the numbers as they're just inundated with with patients coming in and overwhelmed, uh, maybe because it's the common flu, it's uh, not being talked about, and this is getting the focus. But you're right, you know, that was early on. So, so many acquaintances and friends I know, you know, were saying, ah, uh, the common flu uh, kills so many more people every year. Why, why would we freak out about this with people? But it's how quickly it has spread and you know i've always felt there's some underlying energy to this just being new that yes. you don't know if, if you if you jumped out four weeks ago five weeks ago 
and we're like, shut the entire country down. This is going to go crazy. We have to stop it. Not a single person with any kind of you know ability to do anything would have listened. In this case, hey, we waited, and yeah, we you know we got the bug going around, and now we got to take some you know powerful measures to try to stop it and not not let it continue to just go you know crazy. Because yeah, the the problem, the the flattening of the curve necessity is just overwhelming the medical system, the healthcare system. That a little bit of care would be fine. Uh, we keep hearing about the ventilators and that kind of stuff. That it's it's not a death sentence, but it becomes a death sentence when. Hospitals over, crash. Yeah. yeah, if everyone goes to the doctor at once, you're, yeah. you're, you'll you know, die of something while you're sitting there waiting around all these other sick people. Our um, neighbor's recovering from pneumonia right now. There you go. That See, I mean... She was in the hospital. If, if it was... Wow. If, if it wasn't COVID-19, that would be the focus because this was supposed to be really tough on people this year. So I'm, that just, I guess, compounds how strong and how how much attention that COVID-19 has taken up. But you know, and, and not to ever look at another country like, well, that's tough luck for them. If you look at Italy, I mean, I think that helped kind of wake up America. Oh yeah. Uh, and and then to hear that there's some states and some cities trying to be holdouts. I mean, I don't know if you remember uh, George Fuller, He's was a builder and he's the mayor of McKinney and he quarantined himself and he's been on TV saying that because he went to see his daughter and uh, she's Dallas. in Dallas, but she's a college student, 19 years old, I think. and she has um, signs of this or she has been checked out. So he's waiting to see a test to see if he actually has it. And uh, and yet at the same time, he's trying to lead by example. Um, there's a restaurant that's trying to sue the city for shutting, putting, everything down. shutting everything down. They're saying, no, it's all right. We're allowed to be open, um, which makes no sense. But let me go back to that too, because we were talking earlier and I thought about the food. You're talking about um, supporting your local restaurants and things like that. I don't know how many are doing it in Colorado, but it's amazing how many restaurants are doing curbside delivery and even free delivery to your home if you'll buy food. Because think about it, they're stuck full of food that's going to go bad if they don't sell. So they're making these family packs and, you know, date night two meal packs and all these things and then selling you the food right out of the freezer and you take it home or the refrigerator and you take it home and you can fix it. And we had a meal tonight that was just, oh my gosh, unbelievable. Bonnie put that together and we sat down. The steak was to die for. The asparagus was great. I mean, everything on that plate was incredible. It was just a super, super good meal. We've been uh, struggling to decide which place to support because <laughs> we, we have like our personal favorites and right. it's like, okay, but we don't need what they're offering. They're offering for bigger families or I'm, what did we do instead? Yeah, local place, uh, farm to table, Longmont Public House here uh, doing the, the uh, free pickup or delivery options, just getting creative. And yeah. Yeah, it was just like four burgers and a, a Stack of fries, what they call it? A, a, it was a literal pile of fries. It was like Scotty Pete's, just yeah, there you go. Fries yeah. with four burgers, and I think that deal was like thirty bucks for the four burgers and the French fries, and then it was um, they would fill up your growler for eight dollars or so. Yep, need to empty the kegs that they have on supply, and now yeah. no customers to drink the beer. Yeah, and so just everyone get creative. The, the the liquor stores and the uh, the marijuana shops here in oh Colorado were part of the restricted closing that they weren't. They essential. were non-essential for three hours. And, yeah, people, <laughs> people, people they started flocking to the stores and the governor was like, okay, if y'all really need alcohol and marijuana to get you through this time, we'll keep the stores open. You remember the, uh, 
remember the meal in the in the bus, the VW bus at I Declare? Yeah. Um, th that's one of the first that I saw was putting out. You know, they would do like a like a grocery bag, and so it's all uncooked. You get all the fresh farm, you know, vegetables. Vegetables, yeah. You pick your meat with that, and it comes with two rolls of toilet paper and a roll. Of oh paper. no! Yes. <laughs> no, seriously, it does. I don't get this toilet paper frenzy. So you, for thirty bucks, you could get a family meal, and you know, take the stuff home and cook it, and it got two rolls of toilet paper and a roll of paper towels. What cracks me up about the toilet paper is we buy toilet paper from Sam's normally, and one of those like bulk cases should last you months. <laughs> Yes, we, yeah. we have had no reason to buy toilet paper. And I, I went to Sam's one morning and people, there was one line from the front of the store to the back of the store, people getting toilet paper. And I was like, y'all are missing some of the major symptoms here. This is not it. Yes. It's not <laughs> make sense. Yeah. Go get some cough syrup. Yeah, no kidding. What? I did never understood what the toilet paper deal was. I don't know, but uh, due to Paul's younger sister, or or sister, I guess his own sister. <laughs> My own uh, sister. <laughs> Lala. Yeah, Lara, Lara, yeah, Lala got us converted over to buying, uh, who gives a crap, toilet paper off their website. Yeah, trying, how are they? Trying to be a little more environmentally green and whatnot. So we had our normal order coming up, and I had a tickler to remind me to go check it out. I'm like, you know what? Nobody's got toilet paper, but I know we got family members and, and extended family maybe they need paper so I'll go look their entire website was sold out and I go wait a minute I got an order coming they better not be out out so right. I'm thinking they just they they committed all their paper to their customers and whenever all the toilet paper disappeared whatever was like open for sale other than that was gone so anyway we we got our shipment and uh, we're stopped we're, we're fine we actually have a, a guy at work he's got two younger kids one's normal in daycare one's in uh, beginning grade of school young young school elementary somewhere he, he's trying to tell them that you know what if, if you have to do something like that you just step from the toilet right into the shower right into the because, shower bed we're not yeah. wasting money on crap paper <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah I mean it's it's kind of a reality that families with kids I mean there's some serious struggles because people went nuts and there's no reason yeah. they should have done that. So we uh, we have a couple of food deli delivery systems that we use. One of them being our local dairy farm, Longmont Ooh. Dairy Farm. Um, they got us last year or maybe even two years ago. They came by and they were like, hey, this is what we do. These are our prices. And we don't drink a lot of milk. So we were like, you know what? To support something local we'll buy our cheese through here and then i ended up canceling our service back around after the holiday time and one of the reps came out and he was like yeah we're just trying to get some people set back up you know see why they're leaving and anyways he gets us set back up and just in time because all this mm -hmm. stuff hit and i'm like well i don't have to go to the uh, to the store and worry about eggs or milk like that will right. all be delivered to us and i get on their website to check it out and they have restricted everything. So I'm so glad that we have these little delivery services that keep us from yeah. going out and having to mess with some of the craziness. I feel like it really yeah. has died down though. It has, but I don't know, the last couple of times I've been to a grocery store, like in the last three, four days maybe, just an incidental, oh, we need this. Go out, you know, don't touch anything, go get what I don't need, touch just anything. keep it simple. Yeah. I, I almost feel like people are looking around with a little bit of like oh, suspicion in their eye. I don't, we were at Sprouts and this woman coughed and she was too close. <laughs> and 
and I just grabbed Silas by the shoulders and we bout faced and walked the other way. I was like, nope, we're not walking through that cough spray. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, see, it's those uh, little things that people are going to be starting to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But remember to share a smile. You know, don't, uh, oh, gosh, don't yes. contribute to the Don't mean mug everyone looking. Yeah. Remember, remember everyone's going oh, no. through it. And that's that's exactly why I've really enjoyed the runs, the running that we've been able to do. Go out and do a couple, you know, go out and for a jog, because uh, this morning there was a mom with uh, pushing a stroller with two little kids, two mm. years old, three years old. They were young, and um, they were both little boys. And uh, Bonnie's behind me, and I'm coming up. And the first one kind of looks over and waves, says hello, and so I go hello, and then immediately the next one's like hi, and then as soon as he says hi. The first one jumps back in and goes, hello. And I mean, they were just cheerful and, 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 and they're waving. And of course, then Bonnie's right behind me. They're doing it to her. And, and you, you meet other runners on the road and they're saying it. So, yes. More people are actually being friendly and like waving and saying hi, even though you're keeping they your distance from right. them. And I think, I think a lot of, I think part of that is, because initially I didn't see that as much, but I think part of that is, um, at least in your home neighborhood, if you're running through there, they're starting, they're not relaxing to the uh, effects of what's going on, but they're at least peace understanding. This person is a neighbor of mine and they're taking care to be six feet from me. And, and so we're all in this together. And so they're, they're kind of, they're able to smile and, and you know, share a, a good morning or something without feeling like, you know, oh no, the world's caving in. What's going to happen tomorrow? This is the end of all of us. We've been yeah, talking neighbors I, a lot more. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, and it is pretty cool to uh, come in and, and, you know, as, I mean, riding, I'm still riding a scooter if I go somewhere or go if, you know, a couple times if I go check into work, um, I might go in to see other people outstanding and neighbors talking to neighbors, but they'll be on opposite sides of the driveway yeah. or someone stand street, someone standing up in the yard, but people are still talking. So it's like, okay, we've had to make a few minor adjustments, but we're all in this together and it's kind of a learning curve for everybody. No matter how young or how old you are, there's a learning curve going on and the quicker we learn it, the better we'll get through it. Yeah. Well, there we go. I think that's that's probably one of the best ways best ways to put it in that uh, we're, we're in it together and we just got to adopt and learn. So I uh, I really, really hope and pray that, you know, this turns a corner and come uh, second week of July, we get to get together uh, this year. Yeah, the kiddo was just asking about family vacation and if it's going to happen. So, well, let's... you know, from the home office, we were talking to them today and we were looking at the possibility of having to send that letter to go that 2020 just ain't going to happen. But on the chance that it does, we'll keep that date open. Oh, that's good. There we go. Let's hold out the hope for that. And guys, it was great to uh, to chat and to catch up. This was cool. And we'll keep uh, keep in touch as it continues to develop forward. And look forward to seeing you uh, in July, if not on the off chance a little sooner. We'll see you.